1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Uh, you may have gathered from my comments that I absolutely hate it when... Government bureaucrats waste our money. Uh, They operate with an unlimited budget. Anytime they want more money, they just tax us more or find something new to tax. So it really chafed my sensibilities when I was reading several months ago that Ohio's unemployment system was rampant with fraud. Like, I mean rampant. Like $4 billion in unemployment benefits? paid to people who should not have gotten unemployment benefits because in the wake of COVID-19 shutdowns, we felt like we had to float everybody cash, more cash than they would typically get from being unemployed. Now, some of that I understand because government forced people not to work. But could we at least make sure people are eligible for the benefits they're getting Apparently not, because we spent a bunch of money on people who should not have been getting that money. Dead people who should not have been getting that money. And while that is bad, while that is terrible, deplorable, inexcusable, what is even more inexcusable to me is that now that they've gotten that money, we're not going to go after them. So we're going to try to get some clarity on this situation. I don't blame State Auditor Keith Faber for it. I actually applaud him for finding it, and I applaud the transparency of the DeWine administration for not trying to conceal it, not trying to hide it. Some things are unflattering, but I'm a big believer in full disclosure. I've seen many, many situations over the years. In fact, I'm always struck by how inept big companies, big universities, big personalities are at crisis management. There is only one good crisis management strategy. And that crisis management strategy is full disclosure as soon as possible. Because if you do full disclosure as soon as possible, what do you eliminate? You eliminate additional disclosure at a later date. Get it all out on day one, because here's a little secret. There's only so much time in a day that people have for the consumption of news coverage that television stations have to spend on one particular story. You know, they can't spend 29 minutes on unemployment fraud. They can't spend that because they have to keep people interested with sports and weather and human interest stories, and all those other things, okay? So that is why full disclosure is always the best crisis management strategy. Because if you don't do full disclosure, then you try to hide something. Well, reporters have a habit of continuing to dig for new information. It's called the follow-up story. And when they find that new information, guess what? That information, which on day one, had there been full disclosure, would not have been as big a story. Now it is a huge story because, hey, look what we found that they didn't tell you yesterday. So I applaud the DeWine administration for being transparent in this. They're not trying to hide it. It's not a flattering headline, but you're better off telling the truth. Look at how many people have been caught in cover-ups that are worse than the crime. I mean, the Watergate thing is the quintessential example of this. But how many other government scandals can you think of? Fast and Furious, Iran-Contra, Russia collusion, right? They're still in the Democratic hallways of Clintonville trying to hide their involvement. I get it because they could, you know, go away for a long time. But they'd be better off just saying, okay, you got me. We made it all up. We paid for it. You fell for it. We're sorry. It would be better doing that. But they're not going to do that. So we'll talk to Keith Faber, the auditor of the state of Ohio, at 12.05 today. I believe is when we're going to talk to Keith. Or am I wrong? Do we have Keith right now? We do not have him right now. So we will have him at 12.05. I had it in my head. We talked about it two different times. And... I was like, am I ranting and raving while he's sitting on the line? I hope not. No. He'll have Keith at 12.05. Okay. So winter's coming. You see it. You're defrosting your windshield. Eh, What? Three days a week? I defrosted my back window a little bit today. What is in store for us in Columbus, Ohio, on the weather front? Well, if you believe the people at ABC6, and I have no reason not to believe them, uh, we are headed for above-average precipitation, Average to below average snowfall. That's a good thing from my perspective. Aaron, are you snowfall guy? Do you like snowfall? Do you have to shovel your own snow or move snow out of the way of your front door or sidewalk? No, uh, but I do like it. I just hate ice. Yeah, I don't like ice either. Warmer than average temperatures, Marshall McPeak and the Channel 6 weather team says, are in our future. But a sloppy winter. oh that's not fun. Uh, Creating a forecast, of course, three months into the future is uh, fraught with peril. But he says, based on science and established patterns, they are able to make assumptions and prognostications. I would say Marshall McPeak has a better chance of being right with his prognostications about the future than Joe Biden and Democrats do about what a spending bill in Congress will actually cost compared to what they say it will cost. So I'm all about... No snow. I think it's a rotten, rotten deal that in Ohio, it is, well, it's more than possible. It's probable. We've already had snow in November. We had it, what, two Sundays ago? We'll have it in December, January, February, March, and we might have it in April. It's not a very good equation when you get snow six months out of the year. My daughters love snow, but it should be noted, they are not the ones who are moving it off the driveway. So (laughs) hopefully Marshall and the Channel 6 weather team are right, and we will have uh, less snow than normal. Because, again, thanks to your friend Joe Biden, we are going to have astronomical heating bills this winter. The cost of gas will skyrocket, but the good news is if you are heating with gas, it will not cost you as much As if you are in my situation, which is heating with electric. Electric will not increase in cost as much, but apparently it already starts higher than gas and you need more of it to heat your home as opposed to the amount of gas you will need because the electric heating bills could more than double this winter. So I see lots of sweatshirts and socks in my future. Now, if this afternoon around three o'clock, you hear a sound that terrifies you, it comes from the ether, from the atmosphere, and it seems to rain down terror upon you. Do not fear. It is nothing more than Vice President Kamala Harris making a visit ...to Central Ohio. And that means, of course, that there will be an awkward Kamala Cruella-Deville laughter moment. It will take place at the Plumbers and Pipefitters Local Union, where she is (laughs) set to speak at around 3 p.m. about the benefits... ...the benefits, ladies and gentlemen, of the infrastructure deal and how Ohio is going to come out smelling like a rose in this $1 trillion infrastructure package. Oh, we're going to get spiffy new roads and spiffy new bridges and all kinds. You know what we're going to get? If we're doing roads and we're doing bridges in central Ohio, we are going to get what all of us desperately, desperately hope for. We are most assuredly going to get additional roundabouts. Uh, I traverse a path to work every morning where in the space of not even a half a mile, not even a half a mile, I go through three roundabouts, three. They're beautiful. They've been landscaped expertly. I just don't know that we necessarily need three of them there. I remember the first time I ever drove a roundabout, I encountered one in Scotland after leaving the airport on a golf trip with some buddies. And I was driving in a car on the left side. No, excuse me. On the right side of the car, a stick. So I was shifting with my left hand, rearview mirror to my left, not to my right, driving on the right side of the road. And I come up to this thing in the highway where it's a mishmash of cars coming from all directions. And I did what any self-respecting man would do. I accelerated and sped through said roundabout. So uh, the buddy who was following me in the other car uh, was ticketed by the police. I absconded away safely. But that was my first experience with a roundabout. Now I'm a little bit better schooled in how to handle them. But more money for bridges, more money for roads means definitely in central Ohio, more money for roundabouts. No doubt in my mind, that is going to happen. Now, you know what is happening around our country is if you're a parent and you would like to or have the temerity to exercise input on your child's academic instruction in school, uh, Merrick Garland would like to see you, Department of Justice Attorney General Head Honcho. Another terrifying story of what is happening to parents in another state. And like I always tell you, if it's happening in another state, it either is happening here or will happen here. Details next on The Bruce Hooley Show. I don't think I share much in the way of political beliefs. Societal beliefs, cultural beliefs with Glenn Greenwald. But Glenn Greenwald and I share one thing, and that is the necessity of the existence and preservation of a free press. So I enjoy following Glenn Greenwald on Twitter and reading his Substack column because he gets it. He understands the threat of abiding nonsense from the mainstream media. Greg Miller is a political reporter for the Washington Post. He's a blue checkmark guy, 134,000 Twitter followers. Greg Miller tweeted this. Even if the Steele dossier is discredited, which he full well knows it has been totally discredited, even if the Steele dossier is discredited, there's plenty of evidence of Trump's collusion with Russia. Bet not. Otherwise, Robert Mueller would have found something. But Glenn Greenwald's response to that clearly partisan tweet from Greg Miller is, to paraphrase Greg Miller's tweet, and he nails it when he says, even though we got caught disseminating a gigantic four-year fraud, you should just move on and try to find a way to continue to trust us, because it really doesn't matter. No, it does matter. The truth definitely matters. Trust me, it's good for you. That's the mantra of a lot of things. I don't know if a COVID booster shot is good for you. I don't know if time, millions of cases will prove that there were no side effects from it. All I know is that today, any adult in the U.S. can get a COVID booster shot. Now... When I heard this today, I thought, didn't I remember something about, like, a big FDA panel being asked to OK COVID boosters and saying a resounding no? And this was viewed as a big in-your-face to the Biden administration, like they wanted everybody to have a COVID booster by the end of September, and the panel said no. I, I thought, well, maybe I imagined it. I didn't imagine that. Okay. In September, a panel of FDA advisors overwhelmingly, I think it was 18 to 2, <laughs> voted against COVID boosters. The Biden administration was there saying, come on, do it, do it, do it, do it. And they wouldn't do it. They were doing their job. They were evaluating data. They were saying, you know, I, I just need more experimentation. I need to know more about this, that, or the other. Whatever. We're not ready to do that yet. So now here we are, a month and a half later. And I'd just like to know what I think is a pretty obvious question. What's changed? What's changed? Why is it safe now when before it was overwhelmingly deemed not to be safe? Well, what has changed is that Dr. Anthony Fauci and his ilk have continued to make the case that the only way we get past the pandemic is to... Give everyone a booster shot. He hasn't supplied any more data. They don't have any greater clarity on it's safe because or it'll work because. They still say all the exact same things. Pfizer and Moderna are making the case that broader booster distribution could, could, could help tamp down infections at a critical period. I'd feel so much better if that said will, will, but no, it's could. Well, we had could in September when they said no. Now we still have could, and everybody's supposed to go out and get boosted. Here's a quote. Okay, well, maybe this will make me feel better. We have absolutely no chance, no chance in the current situation to control the pandemic without providing boosters to everyone biotech CEO Uger Sahin told reporters in a visit to Washington last week. So he's the guy, Moderna is biotech, he's the guy whose company is producing the boosters that the government is buying to give everyone one free, and he's saying, you know, there's just no chance we get past this pandemic unless everybody gets a booster shot. This would be like going into a car dealership and the dealer coming over to you and saying, you know, there's just no way you can take your kids to school safely unless you buy my most expensive SUV. You would mock that guy. You would say, well, sure, because that will advantage you, that will increase your bottom line, that will provide you an additional sale and a dealer incentive and on and on and on. You would at least have a reason, right, to say, eh, I need another source on that. You seem to be a little bit too personally invested in me taking your word for it but we don't do that on something as consequential as our health or the health of our kids. Here's a doctor on Joe Rogan making a lot of common sense from my perspective on evaluating whether or not to give
2: his kids a COVID vaccine or booster shot. Like, I'm not excited about getting my my four-year-old and seven-year-old vaccinated because I don't see... So so I look at everything through a two-by-two lens of risk and reward. So you're either picking up pennies or Bitcoins, and you're picking them up in front of, tri- like, tricycles or trains. So that's your risk-reward trade-off. So if you're an 80-year-old person, getting vaccinated is like picking up a Bitcoin in front of a tricycle. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, Yeah, right? The, the reward, the Bitcoin, is so worth it compared to the downside of getting hit by a tricycle, which would hurt. If you're five years old, I mean... The, the risk of dying from influenza is five times higher than the risk of dying from COVID. So if we knew the vaccine was 100% safe and we had a million patients that had taken it and we could clearly document what the risk was, maybe it's worth it. But I don't know that today.
1: No, he doesn't. And you can't know it. But Ugor Sahin of Biotech says uh, it's too soon to know. If the high level of protection will last longer after a third shot than after the second shot. But that is something we will carefully track. Well, I mean, if they're going to track it and and carefully, then uh, maybe that's Bitcoin and maybe that's a tricycle coming at you.